Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Japanese Village for 50 years. Edmonton's destination for a celebration for the census. Uh, you can reserve today at jbedmonton.ca. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you. Just before we went to break, we did Oilers game day trivia for St. Alberta. St. Alberta. For a St. Albert source for sports. Your hockey headquarters for over 35 years. It was a tough question. Dating back to the 2003 NHL entry draft, named the Oilers, the only Oilers selection, the only Oilers selection beyond round one, so rounds two through seven on, to have recorded a 60-point season in the NHL. So we're excluding all the first-round picks. Rounds two on, named the only the only Oilers pick that had a 60-point season in the NHL. Problem is, he didn't do it for Edmonton. He's in town tonight. Eric Gustafson, who was a fourth-round pick of Edmonton. Stu McGregor made that pick back in 2012. He had 17 goals and 60 points with the Blackhawks in the 18-19 season. That was a tough question. Bernard got it right. Got a hit on more second and third rounders than that. I mean... 20 years, I mean, a fourth-round pick. The guy was a defenseman, and he ended up doing it for another organization. We're going to tell you Royal Pizza, pizza past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online. Royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app. they got four spots in Calgary as well. Star for recommendations, the Mediterranean Chicken. And we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and talk to Bakersfield Condors head coach, Colin Chalk. Colin, how you doing? Not too bad, Bob. How about yourself? Uh, not bad. Uh, you guys are, look, uh, and we haven't done the injury report yet for James H. Brown, but the Oilers are banged up, and that means you end up losing players. Um, it, but everybody's got injuries to deal with, but it has been a tough stretch for your hockey team, five straight losses. Uh, and you're down a couple pretty critical bodies, and I, I want to start there, actually. Calvin Pickard was brought in to be the, you know, the number three organizational goaltender. He's been out for the last three weekends. And then Vincent DeHarnay, in theory, was supposed to compete for a job in training camp. He's played five games this year. You guys are 5-0 and in the games that he's played, but he's out with a hand infection. Maybe if you could just educate our listeners on just how significant those losses are for your team. Uh, well, you know, Pick was playing fantastic, um, you know, before he went down. Uh, like you guys, you said about uh, Vincent DeRene, uh, you know, he's littered over the chances for and, uh, you know, be- positive bench clips uh, that, that we track on a game-by-game basis as far as just breaking the puck out, uh, uh, you know, uh, denying entries, getting a stick in the way. Uh, he, he was excellent for us. So, you know, it's uh, it, it's frustrating, right? We're all, we're all frustrating, but to your point, right, everybody has injuries and uh, everybody has uh, has dips in the air and the only way you get out of it is by work. 
Yeah, no question about it. All right, uh, you, you took a sort of an interesting path here over the last week with a couple of the games, uh, and you you know you're James Hamlin's up here in Edmonton, Tyler Benson's up here in Edmonton, Dylan Holloway's up here in Edmonton. The Oilers have you know four. Uh, now Yamamoto is, is back tonight, but uh, no McLeod, no Fogle, no Evander Kane. So Edmonton's uh, down some bodies. Obviously, that affects your team as well. But you ended up scratching. Over a, a couple games, you know, uh, Noel Philp, who was signed to a contract last year, NHL deal, and also Raphael Lavoie. So maybe just a thought, were these injury-related or were these decisions based on lack of performance? Yeah, they were They were in, um, decisions based on lack of performance, and it was it was interesting on, uh, on both of them because... When I ch- and you know both players are, are good good people, uh, you know they're trying. They they never go into a game saying, "Hey, we're you know we're not going to play well." But um, you know before the Abbotsford game, when I talked to Noel, you know his, his response to me was, I, "I expected to be scratched." You know, so he's a he's a he's a he's a mature young man. Um, he he understands why, and he came back in the next game, scored a great goal. Um, was physical, could have potentially had two, and you know what? He's been he's been better for it. So I think it's it's important that that you explain why. Uh, you know, and, and Raf was Raf was no different. He was he was better, much better last game. Uh, we showed some examples to him uh, personally, video of him not doing the things that uh, we, uh, that don't work for him, and then times that when he does do the things uh, well. So. Um, you know the message was clear, so you know uh, you know we're excited to see how they move forward uh, tomorrow against uh, Colorado. All right, well let's uh, talk a bit about uh, your goaltending situation. Uh, no Pickard. Uh, how do you think Rodriguez and Fanti have performed for you? You know, I think they give us a, a, a chance. I, I think um, you know, Rodrigue has is a little bit calmer in the net, and it's just based on his experience, right? He's had more time. Uh, I think you know Ryan's come in and he's he's made some big saves, and then there's probably some that he'd like to have back. But it's again, it's based on it's based on his experience, right? So um, I think they've all shown well. Right, and it's all been good enough. But you know, the bottom line is, and the truth is, good enough never is. Right, so um, you know, they they just they they have to be better. But everybody has to be better, right? And that starts with myself, the coaches, uh, into the veteran guys, uh, and you know, everybody just needs to play better and be a little bit harder. And you know, we you know, we're we're excited to see that tomorrow morning. Nima Linen uh, has gone back down. Broberg comes up. How's Marcus played for you? Nemo's uh, fantastic. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, Nemo, like always, when you, you, you make the team and you're an NHL player and then you come down, you're a little bit confused. You're a little bit, you know, the why and a little bit, uh, I don't want to say the poor me, but you just, you're trying to search for yourself. So, you know, especially when, you know, we're, we're uh, uh, you know, battling to get some wins, we want him to, we're excited to have him, right? Um, so I, I will say, you know, in his last game, he was much better, right? So, but that that that's normal when you you go from the NHL to the AHL, especially when you've never really done that uh, too much. And when he say he had more of, I would say, I would say that he had more of a significant stay. He wasn't up for a one hitter type of deal. Um, but Nemo is physical. He's got a great stick. He's a warrior. He blocks shots. He, he's a glue guy. And, you know, we, we know at some point, you know, he, uh, he's going to be an oiler, but he has to come down, work hard, be a good person, be hard to play against. And we, we've seen that so far. Are you surprised at the offensive productivity right now of Michael 
Kessel ring. He's got eight goals, so he's tied for the American Hockey League in goal scoring. And you haven't had enough goals from your forward, but, you know, Darren Radish was seen as a, a top-end offensive defenseman. Uh, he's currently playing in Syracuse, played uh, with Connor McDavid and Erie. Kesselring was not seen as, I mean, is he shooting the puck more? Is What is it that's got him to eight goals so far this year? You know, it's a great question, and and Bob, no, we did not, we did not, uh, um, you know, expect this offense from him. Absolutely not. You know, um, I will tell you that Dave uh, worked very hard uh, last year. I, I worked very hard to try to convince uh, Michael to, to underhandle the puck, to stop all the fakes and all this um, stepping into the middle, and just get your top hand away from your body on and off your stick, a shot off the pass mentality. Um, and he, what, what he's done is he's committed to that. And I say that the coaches can take a little bit of the, uh, um, of the credit, but Michael has worked really, really hard this summer. Like I'll tell you how strong he is. He shoots the puck extremely hard. So what he's doing is he's getting it on his stick and off the stick very quickly. He has a good level of elevation that's above the goalie's pads. And we got guys that are going to net um, that are taking the goalie's eyes away. So it's no different than like an Evan Bouchard where it seems like it's getting blocked sometimes and things are going in and all of a sudden they start going in. Well, he's got, he has that kind of shot. But, you know, he, he hasn't been a power play guy in his, in his career. So he's getting it off quickly. Uh, there is some detail to it. There is some structure to it. And he's getting a little puck luck as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. Uh, Colin Chalks, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now, our farm report. Colin, uh, a lot of focus for the Oilers fans out there. Xavier Borgo got your two goals last night. He's up to seven on the season. Um, you know, he's sitting with a 14% shooting percentage right now, seven goals, 11 points, and 20 games. And he's your leading goal scorer uh, amongst the forwards. You know, Kesselring doing it on the back end. What are you seeing out of Borgo right now? I'm seeing I'm seeing Borgo as someone who who can finish. We're seeing Borgo that is having a hard time putting shift after shift after shift after shift, playing hard, playing right all the time. Um, you know, seeing him sometimes carrying the puck when he should chip it. Seeing sometimes when he should chip it, trying to carry it and go and go through players. So uh, you know, so but. It's his first year, right? Like, you know, last year Michael Kesselring was scratched uh, near the end of the year for uh, for other players, right? So it's like they have to go through some bumps and some successes and some failures, and the coaches need to make sure they show them and tell them how to play 
and how hard it is. Uh, you know, to see someone like a Yamamoto go through that in the American League, obviously before my time, but, you know, um, Borgo has a great skill set. He has some quick feet. He has good vision. Sometimes he plays on the end of a stick. He has a hard time doing it shift after shift after shift, and you saw it last night. He didn't really see him in the first two periods, and then all of a sudden he scores two goals. So awesome. We just got to try to help him uh, do it night after night or shift after shift after shift. And when he had Costin and Malone on his line, he had some more support. But reality is uh, we were part of putting those guys in the NHL, and so were they. We're happy for them. Uh, Xavier just got to work on his consistency. Now, all that said, there's a big difference between a six-round draft choice on defense and a competitive battle for ice time amongst defensemen and a first-round organizational draft pick like Borgo. It's not like he's going to get healthy scratched you know he's gonna no. he's he is going to play. Uh, you know the other night you guys had five players on American Hockey League deals at forward, and scratched in, in consecutive games forwards under NHL contracts. And part of what you got to do it's not just I I, I get it you want to send a, a message across, but sometimes you just got to live because in theory that and I'd argue with you, Colin, that the NHL is still a devel- developmental league too. Players never stop developing, and you need players mm-hmm. to have productivity on entry-level deals at the NHL level in a CBA world, but certainly in the AHL level, there's a recognition that there's certain guys that aren't getting scratched, and Borgo would be one of them. Yeah, Borgo would be one of them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but over over the the time period of of a seven or eight time period, his minutes have, have gone from twenty twenty two eighteen to as little as ten or twelve. And but there's a sequence of events, right? It's there's individual video with each. Say Borgo gets individual video every single day. Here's the things you're doing well, and here's the things you need to improve on. If this continues, this will. So it's not like in the same thing with the player, like a Noah Philp, when he was scratched, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, what happened? The first word that came out of his mouth was, I expected to be scratched today. Because there was a sequence of events, and slowly it went from second line center to fourth line center to diminished minutes for power play to out of the lineup. So, you know, uh, you're right on a, someone that's a first round draft pick. Obviously, it's the coach's job to continue to nurture, but, you know, from minutes-wise, there has to be a developmental uh, uh, floor, right, to your point. And when they're NHL players, Dylan Holloway, Connor McDavid, you, I think people have seen it in their in their eyes that he's gotten better, right, over he's developed in, uh, in, in the NHL, right? So then I think... Players, people never stop learning. When when coaches, teachers, mentors give good information, they're open minded to take it and apply it. Um, sometimes it takes a little bit, a little bit longer of a time for them to uh, to process and apply. But um, you know, so I, I'm 100% in agreeing to what you're saying. All right. Well, and I'm going to spin it a little bit differently. And it's and, and how do you sort of handle a scenario? You're down some bodies. You don't have Brad Malone. He's he's a key guy. Plays center for you. But how do you handle scenarios where you're, you're paying guys? Uh, you know, and it is supposed to be a meritocracy. Uh, but they're not providing, you know, like Seth Griffith. I know he's got 18 points in 20 games. On the games I've watched, I think Seth needs to play better, and he's a key guy for you. I mean, he's a guy that was better than a point-per-game player last year in Bakersfield, and the other guy for me is McKay. He's got one goal this year, and I think he's played 18 games in the minors. Uh, he went a stretch where he didn't have a point in six straight games and was minus every game. This is a guy that's played... You know, I, I, off the top of my head, I think a couple hundred NHL games. How tricky is it 
to handle those guys that are supposed to be core veteran leaders and help bring those kids along if they're going through periods where maybe they're not being as uh, productive as you were hoping for? It's, it, it is tricky. I think tricky is the word, but at the same time, like the, the player knows when they're not, when they're not playing well, right? Seth and, and, and Greg know they're not playing well. But what has to happen from the coaches, you have to make sure you, you, you have that sequence of events. So the video, you talk to them, um, you make sure that there's warning signs, right? And someone like uh, McKeg, when he wasn't playing well, and he's still not at the level he needs to be at. He's not seeing power play time, right? So yeah. you know the kids get some get the, the kids get that time over him because you know let's be honest here. Like if uh, if Ty Tulio was working his butt off, and 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 Greg is not okay, then he's going because we had to develop the kids. If the veteran guys are not um, uh, getting the job done, so to speak, right? But the other part is is that if you just play the kids. It's too hard of a league to get to get any sort of traction or any sort of win. So you need your veteran guys. You need Griff and, and uh, Malone's and McKegs to be your higher end players, right? Yeah. And then then you bring along a Borvo and you bring along uh, Noah Philp and you help you help uh, insulate them, right? So so right now with our club, our, our older guys are, are are not clicking, okay, and our younger guys are going through what is expected, right? So, uh, and then there's some players in, in Edmonton, which are, you know, so to your point, every, everyone's going through injuries. Everyone's going through, through, uh, through tough times, but those players, Seth Griffith and Greg McKeg, they have to be better. They know they have to be better. And the leash, right? Just like for Noah and Raph, blah, blah, the leash is only so long. So you're not going to scratch those players, but what you can do is you can pull their ice time back. And that's, you know, and they decide how much they play. Um, and, and it's those conversations with the coach to try to build that trust, build that motivation. At the end of the day, they got to play better and they got to play harder. Okay, very quickly, just to wrap up, Colin, what's your schedule like this week? We got an odd tomorrow morning uh, uh, Colorado game at uh, at ten thirty, so we're excited for that one. And, uh, and then we see uh, Coachella Valley for the first time on Saturday, and we jump on the bus for a short one, short trip to San Jose on Sunday. Good luck this weekend, Colin. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Bob. Have a good day. You bet. Uh, we're going to tell you that Brent Ridge Ford did such a great job selling their trucks and SUVs. They're in need of more. You can trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or sell it to them outright, whatever works best for you. Remember, if you order a 2023 truck from Brent Ridge Ford, your interest rate could be locked in as low as 3.99%. Call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. 780-352-6058. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin. Uh, what else we got shaking here? Well, I do want to get to this because we haven't talked about it yet. The Oilers Now Injury Report presented all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. James H. Brown, over 250 years of experience to get you the best results. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Evander Kane. Uh, out uh, a couple more months minimum with that wrist uh, surgery. Ryan McLeod out uh, uh, on IR right now with a lower body injury. Kyler Yamamoto expected back today. Warren Fogle out core issue for Edmonton. Zach Hyman uh, did not practice yesterday. The Oilers had an optional uh, today. Uh, for the Capitals, no Backstrom, Wilson, Brown, Orloff, Haglin, Martin Faraby, and goaltender. Uh, oh, man. 
What, 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 what happened to Darcy Camper? Oh, yeah, he's out too, upper body issue. Oilers in the Capitals tonight. We're going to go to this day in Oilers history presented by New West Travel. Give the gift of travel. Join Oilers now in Vegas to see the Oilers and the Golden Knights. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. And here is Brendan Escott. Go back to 2007. The Oilers take a 2-0 lead into the third period on the strength of goals from Sean Horkoff and Robert Nilsson, but lose 4-2 to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Sidney Crosby with three assists. Dwayne Rollison taking the loss. And guess what happened after that game and the next game? Rafi Torres and Jared Stoll were healthy scratches. Because the next game, they played St. Louis December the 7th. And that was the night that I knew that the Oilers were going to have a new owner in the summer of 2008. Uh, less than a week later, Northlands had come out to support uh, the Daryl Cates potential purchase of the Edmonton Oilers organization. Cal Nichols came on a little show called Total Sports and talked about it being a good idea and time to take the next step in the future. Former chairman of the board of the Edmonton Investors Group. We got the Oilers and the Capitals tonight. The face-off show begins at 5 o'clock with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, myself and Brendan Escott. Puck drop at 6.30. Tomorrow, Frank Saravalli from Daily Faceoff for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing Friday and Saturday at Century Mile. For more information, visit thehorses.com. Evan Cook's up next with a global news weather traffic update, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jaylen Nye. So long, everybody, from Oilers now. Back at you at 4.35. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Yeah, at uh, 5.05. We'll talk to you then.